With civil unrest, the pandemic, and the economic crisis, you want to know what's happening right when you wake up. And that's why there is Up First, the news you need in about 10 minutes from NPR News. Listen every day. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. This past week, NPR Music collaborated in an amazing series of special Tiny Desk concerts produced by NPR Music and Global Fest, an annual world music festival that takes place every January in New York. Now, for obvious reasons, there was no physical festival this year, but instead they presented four whole nights of programming with numerous bands each night. And the festival kicked off with vocalist Sophia Ray in the lineup. So we're going to do something different this week. We're going to offer up a show dedicated to Sophia Ray and her music so you can listen to this podcast, then view her tiny desk, or vice versa. Again, very little talking from me, just Argentine vocalist Sophia Ray introducing herself and her music directly to you. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Sophia Ray, and this week I'm featured on NPR Music's Tiny Desk concert in collaboration with Global Fest. I'd like to tell you more about me and my music. When people think about music from Argentina, I think the first thing that comes to mind is tango, although there are so many different styles of music, from traditional music, um, and especially from the northwest of the country, um, chacarera, samba, um, bailecitos, music that it's our own, but also music that's connected with Uruguay, for instance, in the case of candombe and tango itself, in the what's called the Rio de la Plata region, which divides Uruguay from Argentina, and in particular Buenos Aires. So that culture is very much shared, and there's so much going on there. But there is also, in recent years, the movement, the whole cumbia movement, for instance, that came, that started in Colombia and then moved to Mexico, and then from there kind of traveled through South America, and we have our own way of playing that. Um, and there are all sorts of forms of n new classical music, contemporary music, a very big jazz scene in Buenos Aires, where I'm from, that's, that's very, very creative and that over the years have, has uh, informed a lot of what's happening in all these different uh, kinds of music that, that are merging and, and blending all these different styles. I would say that 20 years ago when I left the country, everything was much more compartmentalized. Uh, the tango people were doing their thing, the folk people were doing their folkloric music, uh, and the rock people were doing their thing, and uh, the classical musicians were doing their thing, and it was like each had their own tribe, each had their own thing. And uh, many years ago, this started moving around, and you can see now how these boundaries are much more flexible, and there are a lot of interesting things happening that uh, I think we are also incorporating in what we do, even though we left a while back. One style of music that I'm particularly fond of that was not, or it's not so um, known in the US is Chacarera. Chacarera was born in Santiago del Estero, 
um, and it's spread throughout the country and it's one of the most interesting folk styles of uh, Argentina. One song that uses this particular uh, style is called Todo lo perdido reaparece. That translates for everything that has been lost reappears. It's based on a poem by an Argentine writer, Sandra Cornejo, and I wrote it with Jorge Rueder. It starts with this groove and uh, embodied in this instrument that's been always an inspiration to me. That's the bombo, which is the main traditional drum from Argentina for all these different folk styles. several songs that use the chacarera rhythm in particular, not necessarily the song form, but definitely the, the groove and the bombo sound that for me is very important. One of my favorite drummers is from Tucumán, Argentina. He lives in New York, Franco Pina, and he works with me now for many years and he has his own way of playing it, but it's so distinctive, so, so beautiful, um, this rhythm that also has a connection with a lot of other rhythms from South America. We have to think that, you know, all this has a long history of development and a lot of it came possibly from the slave trade that came to South America and that at the time in the Virreinato del Alto Peru, uh, in Peru, where was this massive, massive center and from there coming down to the other capital, which was in Buenos Aires, a lot of things happened. Obviously, people were mixing, doing different things, bringing other traditions. And uh, in Santiago del Estero, it said that there was a center of slave distribution. So I'm curious and always uh, trying to find more connections because this rhythm in particular, I think, is one of the most uh, African sounding ones out of all of the uh, different rhythms that we have in Argentina.
You're listening to Alt Latino and an interview with vocalist Sofia Ray, who was featured on NPR Music's Tiny Desk concert this week. Music from the U.S. was not that present at uh, the beginning of my, let's say, musical formation education. I actually started in music when I was very little in, in classical music. I started singing in the Children's Opera House in Buenos Aires in the Teatro Colón, and, uh, and I wanted to be an opera diva. Um, I was a mezzo-soprano. I did my career as a classical singer, and I explored within classical a lot of different avenues, uh, opera and also chamber music and also oratorium, and then discovered that my type of voice had more um, to do with either lighter roles of mezzo-sopranos, um, coloratura, Rossini, Mozart, or... On the other side of the spectrum, very low, as you see, um, you know, I can speak very low. I can sing also very low as an alto uh, singing oratorium music. And um, so I, I lived in that planet for a while. But at the same time, you know, I was young and I was uh, playing drums in my basement and being, you know, super interested in punk rock. So I guess punk rock was an influence. <laughs> and then later on... Um, I discovered jazz and improvisation. One of the first records that I remember made a big impact was Play by Bobby McFerrin. I was just so shocked by what this human could do with his voice. And not only that, but the, the freedom of it. I felt, wow, I this is something that I didn't even know it was possible. I started listening to more and more, and that led me to trying to start to explore my voice as an instrument and being able to improvise, being able to create music on the spot. So I realized that the best place to develop that was obviously in the U.S. Learn more about jazz traditions and learn more about my idols at the time. And I got super lucky to be admitted to do a master's program at the New England Conservatory in Boston where I met incredible, fantastic musicians that were very creative, very open-minded, very much in the avant-garde of music, and uh, that were my mentors and kind of pushed me and all my classmates at the time to do our own music, do our own thing and find our authentic selves using these tools, which was, to me, the one of the th most important things that I learned there. <laughs> Vocalist Sophia Ray has a long-time association with J.C. Maillard, who is her music producer. He is from the French Caribbean island of Guadeloupe and worked with her on her album De Tierra y Oro. This is the track La Gallera from that album. Sophia and I met quite a while ago now. 
with the good thing is we've worked on many different uh, projects together. We've experimented a whole lot of, of uh, things in, in, in different uh, structures of bands and uh, different sounds and uh, different instrumentations. And when I work with Sophia, there's something very uh, particular to say is that we're pretty skilled musicians both of us. So we have talks about music on many different levels. You're listening to Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras, and we're listening in on a conversation with vocalist Sofia Ray and her producer, JC Mayar. What I like specifically about Sofia is she's not only an amazing musician with a lot of knowledge, but she has a, a very good knowledge of the traditional uh, music of uh, South America, which is uh, it's important to me, first of all, because I'm learning a lot. <laughs> And second of all, because coming from the Caribbean and from an island in the Caribbean and having myself uh, from the beginning of all my productions kind of uh, fought for uh, the preservation of what I think really is the most tasteful thing to me in music is all these different accents uh, of playing, these different ways of, of playing percussion and, and beats all around the world. And, uh, you know, also in Guadeloupe, we're, so, we're such small islands that um, 
it's it's been it's been very easy to lose p- part of that um, legacy and and knowledge and uh, musicians who have like me uh, trying to preserve that uh, had to to be creative and inventive in creating new music just to to keep alive a vocabulary and Sophia and I we share that concern it's like a different way of walking it's a different it's a, a different way of talking and this there's a real threat of like losing this over globalization over a certain normalization of music um, and I I never believed in music in terms of styles like to me the instrumentation or the sound of the music doesn't describe a style but it all comes down to that original thing which is the accent I like to describe it that way that people talk you know and it's is what we're oh. trying we're really trying to keep this in the music so the interesting thing is that we wanted to work starting from that material and we wanted to build an electronic music i mean electronic and computers have been part of our arsenal of instruments for all these years i started with the very first atari computers <laughs> doing a electronic on, stuff man. so uh, you know they've they've been there and commodore 64 what's going on <laughs> and i i really i really do believe that it's through the diversity of of the the way we present the music that we can open new doors for for that taste this tasteful music from different parts of the world and as i said percussion is at the root of this
That was Entre Paredes from Sofia Ray. So for this particular instance, when we put together the program for uh, Tiny Desk Meets Global Fest, both of us were working now for a while on Umbral, on this project. The particularity of it is that it incorporates quite a lot of elements of electronic music and it kind of brings that together with a lot of acoustic instruments in particular traditional instruments from different parts of South America, like the charango that I played, which is a five double string guitar um, that was born in the Potosi area, which is now Bolivia, 500 years ago. Not mine, I, would, I wish I, I had a 500 year old charango, but. Um, and then the cuatro that Jorge Glem was playing, uh, was a, which is a traditional instrument from Venezuela, some other percussion instruments that are also part of different traditions of, um, you know, music in, in South America. And um, we wanted to present this in a live setting. Um, and this music changed formats and, and suffered in a good way so many transformations over the past uh, several years because this music, the, the core of it was built with vocal loops with me with the idea of exploring even more the voice as a as an instrument of composition um, on how to create the full structure of a song by departing from um, my voice but without replacing the traditional instruments like okay i'm gonna do a bass line i'm gonna be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna use my voice to recreate potentially the full structure, but without replacing other instruments that people can recognize. So that was the departure of this project. And it started actually in Chile about four years ago when I went on a little trip to the Elki Valley 
with some recording equipment and from there it started as a solo project and then we started performing this music and then we started and then jc was like wait you know why why would we keep it like that and i was like oh it's already very lonely just to tour on my own uh why would i want to do that so he started to you know reshape the songs and uh, now we have them but we had to kind of work our way to balance the incorporation of live instruments and musicians that we have been working with for so many years. Leo Genovese on keyboards and synthesizers. He's phenomenal. He's an amazing musician from Venado Tuerto, Argentina. And uh, Jorge Glemon Cuatro is a virtuosic uh, cuatro player. Ana Carmela Ramirez Contramaestre, who's a wonderful multi-instrumentalist and singer. And so the challenge was to create something that was very live and would bring that possibility of something new in the moment, in the performance moment, and bring something different and bring some space for them to express themselves with their own musical personalities and their particular sounds and instruments, while also having this electronic cohesiveness. We picked three songs that were part of the project. And I think it worked really well with these fantastic musicians who are so, so, so lucky to work with that are also are kind of family at this point. We know each other so well musically and otherwise. <laughs> so it's really fantastic to perform together. Ceros y unos, el escarabajo digital, la curva imposible, la guarda discreta. Conversaciones. Que no encuentra ninguna dirección Pasado, pisado, presente, imperfecto Pelusa de tela, naranja y negra De ceros y unos Humo en la piedra y más leña al fuego Baraja y dar el dedo en la tecla El dedo en la tecla con el fin de dar el dedo en la tecla Librarse del miedo Para el dolor, la banda y pino claveles del aire Herencia de otros tiempos Difícil cambiar la ecuación La sílaba equivocada del poema Pelusa de tela naranja y negra De ceros y unos Humo en la piedra y más leña al fuego Baraja y
Thank you so much. Jorge Glem, Ana Carmela Ramírez, Contramaestre, Leo Genoese, JC Meyer. Muchas gracias. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And until the next time. Sofia is one of those vocalists who is at home in both English and in Spanish. And in her case, even more languages. I think in the same way JC was talking about musical styles, I have explored singing in different languages since I was very little. Um, I sang in, I don't know, I could count, probably 15 or 20 languages, most of them by learning phonetically how to pronounce the words, uh, and then getting really deep into studying English and Portuguese in particular because I was interested in styles of music that incorporated those languages. So for me, those languages were important. And it's funny because it came more from the music. <laughs> um, and now I consider myself to be bilingual, yet there is always, um, in the same way that for me, South American music, even though I could keep exploring so many other different styles of music and um, shaping and reshaping the combinations of that, the moment when I find myself singing in Spanish be that my own music or somebody else's music, there is a directness that's there that's very hard sometimes, or it's just different to to have in uh, English. One interesting thing, and I'm thinking about it as I speak right now, is that in a way, in English, you are somewhat more of an interpreter. And in Spanish, you do have your own or more of your own accent that you had since you were born that's there first and fresh in recent years i've been really focusing more on my own music and and in singing in spanish and i mean i could 100 i could sing in english i i'm again i i feel very comfortable speaking in english and writing in english and in terms of my own music it, it has to do with what came first you know like i walk around with my notebooks and I have piles of these notebooks filled with uh, ideas and whatnot. And if the idea came in English, I would continue it in English, of course. I found, find that uh, also sometimes I even dream in English. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up, you're like, wait, that happened in English and I was sleeping. So um, whatever feels more authentic, of course, um, at the time of delivering, you know, I would go for that. And I, I feel equally comfortable, but there is something in Spanish that there is a more direct connection and a, you're not self-conscious about how you're pronouncing a word, how you're saying something. It's just more of a pure you type of situation, if that makes sense.
de Tierra y Oro is the name of this track. You've been listening to vocalist Sofia Ray talk about her music, and she was joined by her producer, J.C. Mayar. You can find them both on the recent Tiny Desk concert series produced with Global Fest, a world music festival based in New York. They're performing with an amazing band, and you can find it at npr.org slash tinydesk. In fact, check out the entire run of over 15 bands featured at Global Fest. They're all there at npr.org slash tinydesk. Thanks again to Sofia Ray, who spoke to us from Buenos Aires, and to JC Mayar, who spoke to us from Minneapolis. You've been listening to Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. As always, thank you so much for listening, and please, please, please be careful out there, folks. Liquido